The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. Lord. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples said to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger into the nail marks, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now a week later, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, although the doors were locked, and stood in their midst, and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and bring your hand and put it into my side. And do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you come to believe because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through this belief, you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. May the words of the Gospel in this book. So today we celebrate Divine Mercy Sunday, and every year we have this reflection on Thomas, and um, there's really a lot in the gospel to reflect on. And so sometimes I've heard people focus on the fact that Jesus passes through the walls, right? Like that in his resurrected form, he passes through and he appears to them even though the doors are locked, and he stands with them. But I think like in our current situation, it's also a profound thing that sort of of like the apostles are all huddled up at home in this room and the doors are locked for fear of the Jews. They don't want anybody to find them. They're kind of confining themselves within this prison space that they put themselves into because they're afraid. And our Lord does everything he can to be with them. And he says, peace be with you. And 
And that's what he does each and every day of our own lives is pass into our own homes in order to say, peace be with you. And to enter into our own lives and say, peace be with you. And he also gives them in that moment a share in what happened to him on the cross. So he shows them his hands and his side. Sort of as if to give witness to the fact that he's the same Jesus who died for them. And he breathes on them and says, whoever sins you are forgiven, you forgive are forgiven. And so that moment of the cross in which Jesus laid down his life in order to forgive sins, he invites his apostles into in a very particular way so that they can extend the grace that, re- that flowed from the cross to each person that they encounter. And that's the grace that we receive. It's the connection that we have every time we go to confession and we hear one of the apostles' successors say to us, I absolve you. And it takes us back into this moment where they were given the power to forgive sins, which takes us back into the moment in which Jesus gave his life for us. And Thomas isn't there. And so Thomas, when he hears this story and he hears how Jesus appeared to them and he hears about Jesus showing them his hands and his side, he says, well, I'm not going to believe you unless I put my finger in the wound or I'm not going to believe you unless I put my hand in his side because he wants to verify everything. And sometimes Thomas gets a bad rap and we call him Doubting Thomas. And maybe I'd just rather call him today like Careful Thomas or like Double Checking Thomas. And like, I wanna, I just wanna make sure this is right. Like, did I get the right facts about this? And, um, and even in his disposition of double checking everything, our Lord's relentless in revealing himself to him. You know, our Lord doesn't simply say, well, if you're not going to believe, then tough luck. I guess we need to find another one. He comes to him and he says, go ahead and put your fingers in my hands. It's okay to double check. It's okay to verify. And when we need to double check or we need to be reassured, our Lord answers that request for reassurance. And so in a lot of ways, I think Thomas can be a model for us right now because a lot of us need to be reassured right now. Like, Jesus, are you really here? Are you really, like, communicating to me? Am I really, like, getting any grace while watching a live stream mass? Um, Like, is, is our prayer really valuable when we're gathered together? Is this really real? And it would be a good thing for us to simply ask him to reassure us, to ask him to say, okay, I need some reassurance. So if you could just reach out to me a little bit more. I I just need a little something extra to know that you're here. And he always does that when we have eyes to see it. It might come in the form of a random phone call that we receive, or it might come in the form of like a beautiful day. Or it might come more directly in a way that he reveals to us in prayer. 
But if we're experiencing doubt or uncertainty, like Thomas, we should ask for certainty. Because our Lord will answer. And in answering him, he reveals his mercy that we celebrate today. And so today, let us pray that that our Lord does answer us in our own uncertainty, whatever it is. That we recognize that the grace that flowed from the cross to the apostles through the generations of priests and into our lives is still extended to us in our homes. That our Lord can pass through any barrier, any boundary, any gaps of social distancing. And say to our own hearts, peace be with you. And we pray that that peace will reign in our hearts today and every day of our lives. And for those listening at home, we pray the prayer of spiritual communion. Lord Jesus Christ, although I cannot now receive you in the most holy sacrament of the altar, I ask you to come spiritually into my heart and abide with me forever. You in me and I in time and in eternity.